You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 40. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I am going to talk about women and wealth. This episode was inspired when I was in conversation recently with Julie Danielson. Julie is a very successful divorce coach for women, and she's also the host of the Get Over Divorce podcast. And Julie and I go way back. We both knew each other when we were both early on in our coaching careers. And I've had the privilege of seeing Julie's business take off. Uh, She's now earning multiple six figures a year, one of the top earning coaches in the industry. And she's an example of someone who has been able to create incredible wealth for herself as a woman and as a mom, as someone who has overcome a lot of hardship in her life and who was raised to think that men were the breadwinners in the family. And she's completely flipped around all of those beliefs and become an example of what is possible as a woman who is enjoying wealth and making a difference with that wealth. So in conversation with her, I thought it would be cool to do an episode on the idea of women and wealth. Now, obviously, I'm not a woman. Surprise. (laughs) I'm not here to tell women how to think or assume that I know any better than the ladies listening. Uh, I want you to know that I love seeing women make a ton of money. I'm absolutely here for it. And I think the coaching industry is so special because it is an industry where we see women thrive. It's a place where we see women discover more opportunity than perhaps they've experienced in other parts of their career. So this episode is an opportunity for me to share some trends and themes that I have heard through coaching hundreds of women over the years. This is not meant to generalize or put all women in a box. You might find that some of this is going to speak to you, some of it won't speak to you. Uh, There's some things that you may want to keep and other things that you might want to leave behind. So just be open to receive whatever it is that you may benefit from in this episode. Now, this episode is, of course, for women who might be curious about ways to make more money in their life, generate more wealth, but maybe you feel a little bit uncomfortable or overwhelmed at the idea of doing that, and maybe you question your ability to have more wealth because it's something that you're not really used to. This episode is also for men. So if you're a man listening and maybe you are intimidated at the thought of women having more wealth, I want you to also tune in to what I have to share here. So that way you can not feel threatened or intimidated by women making lots of money because there's no reason to to experience that. I think there's plenty to go around and there's space for everybody to succeed. Now, I am not going to be demonizing men in this episode. I don't think there's really anything from that that moves this conversation forward. 
I believe that you don't need to put one group down in order to lift another group up. So if you were hoping that this would be an episode where I would be bashing men, this is not it. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. So let me start out by defining what I mean by wealth. I'm going to stick with a very simple definition. I define wealth, uh, in this episode, I'm referring to wealth as financial wealth, okay? So having more than enough, let's say, more than what you might need just to get by, okay? Let's just consider for the purpose of this episode, that is what, what true wealth is. Now, traditionally, men have earned more than women, and we're not going to go into the reasons why, because there are so many variables at play. I think what's important to focus on is what are the options that are available to you now as a woman and invite you to decide what you want to do with those options as you move your life forward. And I also think it's important to focus on what are the thoughts that are available to you as well. Now, I believe that your life is not determined by where you came from. It's created by where you go. And I also believe that you're not a product of your circumstances. You're a product of your decisions. So in any given moment, you can decide to change your life. You can decide to end a narrative that's no longer serving you. You can decide to create new rules about yourself as a woman in a way that's going to move you forward and create results that you want to have. So when you consider yourself, ladies listening, when you think about making a lot of money, what does that bring up for you? What are all the things that it brings up for you? When you just think about you making a lot of money and experiencing wealth, maybe it brings up some fear. Maybe it brings up some excitement or curiosity or uh, doubt or overwhelm right? There might be a part of you that thinks, can I really handle this? Do I really deserve that? Maybe you think, what is it that I'm going to need to sacrifice in order to acquire more wealth in my life? So let's first talk about some limiting beliefs that women might have when it comes to money and wealth. One limiting belief might be that men are just the breadwinners in the, in the family. Men are just the people that uh, make the money, or your husband is the one who deals with it. Money is a man's game. It's for the men to handle. You might also have this belief that as a woman or as a mom, that you should be staying at home, taking care of the house, watching the kids. Okay, like that's just your role and that is your sole responsibility. Now, why might you think those things? Well, it's probably because of how you've been groomed in our society. Maybe it's how you've witnessed your own heritage of women and your family to be, right? Maybe that's what you saw your mother as or your grandmother or other women in your family. Now, one of the interesting things that Julie, the divorce coach that I mentioned earlier, one of the patterns that she has witnessed after working with hundreds of women to this point, she noticed that a lot of women... They get married, their husband ends up working and making all the money, while the woman stays home to watch the kids, take care of the house, and then the divorce happens. And when the divorce happens, the woman in the equation is feeling very powerless because she doesn't have independence. She's relied on the man, the, the ex-husband, to 
provide the resources so the woman feels very stuck and has to start over. So what I want to what I want to first say is that as a woman, you are just as capable of earning money as a man. You're just as capable of earning just as much money as any man is earning. You can earn just as much as any man earns and even more. What, what if you earned more than your husband or your spouse? I want you to consider, is your brain even open to that possibility right now? Because if it's not, let's make it open to the possibility. Or have you been by default thinking that your husband or your spouse is always going to be the one who earns more, right? Are you available to the possibility that you can, you have the potential to earn more than your husband and your spouse, So for a lot of women, they just default into thinking, based on what Julie shared with me, that it's just the husband takes care of the money, the husband goes out and makes the money. So it's not that there's anything inherently wrong or flawed about women. It's just that you decide who it is you want to be and you you create your identity around wealth. And whatever identity you create around your wealth and your relationship to money is going to be creating your experience with wealth and your experience with money. So I sometimes hear stories about female and women coaches who go on to earn more than their spouse and sometimes even retire their spouses. Why not that be a possibility for you? Now, one of the common issues that we talk about in our, in our culture today is the pay gap, the pay gap between men and women. And it's the notion that women earn less on average than men. Now, You can debate this all you want. You can try to find out why this is the case, or you can focus on a simple solution, and that is to choose a career that allows you to earn what you want. And what I want to include into that is what better than creating your own career for yourself as a coach, right? What better than you creating your own career for yourself as a coach where there's untapped earning potential. (laughs) You can decide what you want to earn. There is zero limit. There's no limit to what you can earn as a coach. And there's no pay gap that you have to worry about because you get to produce whatever result you want to have. Your entire business is created from the value that you produce. There's no limit to it. Now, sometimes I've heard that women can feel guilty when they think about prioritizing themselves and like focusing on their career and their ambitions and their individual pursuits and goals. There might be this guilt that comes up around, will this hurt my kids or will this harm my family? Will I put anyone's safety at risk if I focus on me? And while I'm not here to tell anyone how to parent, what I do want you to consider is that the best gift that I believe you can offer your family is being an example of what's possible. So I was on a call with um, one of our graduates, but she was just in the phase of deciding to enroll. Um, She's amazing. Her her name is um, Jules. And she was brought to tears when I shared this with her because she realized that she had been spending so many years of her life raising her kids and they're starting to grow up and she's like, oh my gosh, I never realized that I have never really 
done something for me. She couldn't recall the last time she did something for her and it brought tears to her eyes thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to do something for me. This is incredible. (laughs) And it was beautiful to witness that moment. And one of the questions that I asked her is how, when you do something to benefit you, how does that benefit the people you most care about, right? So if you're ever wondering or considering to pursue a goal or a dream or start a business and you have this part of your brain that says, well, what about all those other people you're taking care of? What about those people who rely on you, right? You've got to counter that with thinking, how does it benefit them for you to fill your cup, for you to invest in yourself, for you to grow as a human? The best thing you can do for those you love is to be an example of what's possible. Let them witness your transformation. Let them see what it looks like to be someone who goes after their dreams. Not someone who stays small and and lets other other people's needs come before her own. You following me here? (laughs) I'm super passionate about this because I really do believe in women and I love seeing women thrive and, and have success. And I know that another thing I've heard come, come up often is the idea like if you have success, you're going to have to sacrifice. So the more you have success, the more you're going to have to sacrifice in your life. You can have success without the sacrifice. Okay? You can have more success without having to sacrifice. Like what if you can truly have more success and be more available to your family and your loved ones. And we see this happen often when our coaches come into the academy and their business takes off, right? They end up having more success and their business is giving them more freedom to give them the time to be more available to their kids and to their, the rest of their family. So you can have success without sacrifice. More, su- more success doesn't mean that you have to spread yourself thin. Now, another limiting belief that often comes up when it comes to women and wealth is just assuming that because you're a woman, you're bad with money or you're not the one that handles the money. It's just not your job as a woman to deal with money. So I want to provide you some exercises to really challenge this notion, okay? Because you are not bad with money. You just think that you're bad with money. So the first step is to start creating spaces where you start leaning in towards money. You start noticing money a little bit more, right? You start to build a positive relationship to money where you're not avoiding it, but you're starting to be present to money. So one exercise I invite you to start with is to get out some form of money, okay? Whether it be bills, uh, like actual printed bills or credit cards. And I want you to just hold it in your hands and See this as like a meditative exercise where you're just going to hold the money in your hand and you're just going to observe it and look at it and be so present with it. Feel yourself connecting to it. Right? You might notice that you have all different kinds of things come up for you. You might feel uncomfortable a little bit. This might feel a little bit silly at first, but over time what you'll see is that your body will calm down and you'll start to feel very neutral. Money, it's okay for you to literally hold money. (laughs) That's the point of this exercise, so that you start to feel safe and comfortable being in the presence of money. 
After you do this exercise, what I then recommend you do is to look at your bank account. Okay, so this is the next step. Open up your bank accounts. If you have the app on your phone or if you have it on your computer screen, pull up the bank accounts and just look at the numbers, right? You don't have to do anything with the money, but you're just looking at the numbers and you're noticing what comes up for you, right? You're just going to observe the thoughts that come up for you. But what you're doing is just by you looking at the numbers, the money available to you, you're having that relationship build. Build. You're shifting from an avoidant relationship to a present and, and engaged and a connected relationship with money. The more that you do this, the more you're going to realize that you are good at handling money. You are capable of being in the presence of money, of being someone who makes decisions about money. Okay. Now, if you want a little bit more insight into your relationship with money, I invite you to listen to the episode I did that is called money versus, I think, a math versus drama. Math versus drama. <laughs> so I always forget the names of my episodes, but listen to the episode math versus drama. I share a little bit more about different money formulas and money math that are really simple. And you could do that to help continue empowering yourself when it comes to your money relationship. The next exercise I invite you to do is to make a chart or make a spreadsheet. And I want you to include in this sheet two things. Put all of the income sources you have. That's all of the places where you are receiving money. And then make a column where you have all of the expenses you have in your life. All of the places in your life where you are spending money. Now, I promise you, as resistant as you might be to this and as boring or tedious or frustrating as this might sound, you do this one time, you empower yourself for life. Okay, think of it like you're having a money date. <laughs> if you'd like, set some candles up in your house, put on some put on some nice relaxing music, create your environment like you're actually going on a date, <laughs> except it's a money date, okay? So wear nice sexy clothing if you want and open up a spreadsheet, make a column with all of the income. Okay, so are you aware of where all your money is coming in right now when you really think about it? Maybe you have different sources of income. Okay, so you might list what your monthly salary is. Maybe you have some money coming from investments or other areas of your life. Make the list of all the income you have and then make the list of all the expenses you have. So there's two kinds of expenses. There are fixed expenses and there are variable expenses. So your fixed expenses are the expenses that stay the same roughly the same every single month. So it might be your rent or your mortgage, your car payment. So you're going to write the actual amount. You're not just going to write the category. You're going to write the number. Okay. And as you do this, it's going to build the belief you have in yourself that you can handle money. You can look at numbers and be okay, right? You are capable of that. The first time I did this, I was so scared. I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to put it all together. But then after just 10 minutes, something clicked. And I thought, oh, it's not as complicated as I thought. Now I can see all of the income and the expenses. And now I have full choice of what's possible. So you'll start to realize all of your choices when you have all the numbers organized and laid out for you. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I kind of have in my head an idea of what I make and what I spend, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> you have got to put it in a spreadsheet. 
set up a half hour and have a money date and write it all out. Now, to this day in my business, I have a money date, usually on Monday, and it might be 10 or 15 minutes, and it's the, it is the sacred time that I have in the beginning of every week where I look at all my numbers, okay? I look at the numbers in my business, income, expenses. I look at the numbers in my investments, my savings. I look at credit card charges. I pay all of those off, and, and it's, a, it's a routine. It's a ritual, it is a non-negotiable and it keeps me empowered because I feel like I have a great relationship with money. I don't avoid it. I have a dedicated time every single week to have a money date and lean in. And it's actually a lot of fun. It's so enjoyable. So you have your fixed expenses, which could be your rent, your mortgage, car payments, any kind of insurance payments that you're making every month, uh, any utility payments, and also subscriptions that you might have. Now, sometimes we sign up for subscriptions and we forget that we are signed up for them. So as you're going through creating your spreadsheet, you might realize that there are some subscriptions you don't really need anymore. There are some expenses you can minimize or you can get rid of altogether. So this is where the empowerment comes in because when you can get rid of certain expenses that are no, no longer serving you, they're no longer aligning with the life you want to create and the person that you are, Right? You end up having more money available to you to invest in things that do move your life forward. So you'll have your fixed expenses and then you'll have your variable expenses. So these numbers might not be the same every single month, but you want to start coming up with your best guess. So your variable expenses include entertainment, Okay, that could be, you know, money you spend, perhaps shopping, going to the movies or uh, whatever it might be. Food is a variable expense. Okay, travel, money that you spend every month traveling and also gifts. Okay, now, again, it's variable, so it's not going to be the same every month, but you still want to track it, right? The, The best thing you can do is to do this every week. And then you start building up some data like, oh, okay. On average, like I remember when I had first moved to Seattle, I was you know, starting to make, have these money dates and I didn't have a car at the time, but I would use Lyft and Uber to get around. So I would write out, okay, how much did I spend this month? How much did I spend this month? And I was able to come up with an average, you know, about what I was spending on transportation, even though it was a variable expense. And that was so empowering just to have an idea. So if someone were to ask me, how much do you spend on food? How much do you spend on travel? I'd be able to give them an answer, right? If you're not able to give someone an answer, then this exercise is going to empower you. Now, this is powerful to do, even if your husband or your spouse is the one who deals with the money in the relationship. So just because that might be the case, it doesn't make you off the hook. (laughs) Don't just say, oh, I don't need to do that stuff. My husband or my spouse deals with all that. You will benefit and your whole relationship will benefit by you increasing your financial intelligence, by you looking towards money rather than looking away. Now, when it comes to having wealth, when it comes to creating more wealth, right? one of the best things that you can do with money is invest it in learning skills that you can monetize. Okay, if you're looking to generate more wealth in your life, the best the way that you could utilize your money, your resources, is investing in learning skills that you can monetize. 
Okay, coaching is an example of that. Coaching is a skill that you can monetize. People buy the skill of coaching. People invest in coaches who know the skill of coaching, right? And I think the, another amazing way to invest your money is in your own financial education. So learning about ways that you could better manage um, your, your relationship to money and your awareness of what options you have with money and how to create more of it. Now, another limiting belief that women may have around money is, well, as a woman, I'm just not really CEO material. Who am I to run a business as a woman? So I want to break this one down a little bit because obviously there is no one type of person who makes a good CEO, right? There's plenty of amazing women CEOs. There's plenty of wonderful men who are CEOs. So I believe that in order to be successful as a business owner, you need to have a blend of both masculine and feminine traits. So masculine, typical masculine traits are decisiveness, logic, confidence, focus, stability, assertiveness, right? These, let's put these under the umbrella of masculine traits. Then we think about, well, what are feminine traits, okay? Well, typical feminine traits are intuition, compassion, generosity, creativity, collaboration, and gratitude, okay? Now, having a blend of both those masculine and those feminine traits create powerful leadership, and that is what creates prosperity. Now, oftentimes, the challenge that women have is they bring too much of the feminine and they need to balance it out just by connecting to their masculine traits. And the same goes true for most men in reverse. A lot of men bring too much masculinity to their business and to their lives. And their opportunity is to balance it out with more feminine energy. So it's important to really catch yourself here, right? Because you might think, well, I'm just not the type of person, but all of these qualities are inside of you, okay? You don't need to change anything about who you are. You've just got to reconnect to the inner feminine, the inner masculine that make you whole and grounded as a person. So when, if you are a woman who is more feminine leaning, okay, maybe you have more of the feminine traits I mentioned earlier, see how you can uncover some of those masculine traits inside of you. So one way you can do that is by asking yourself, if you're a woman who's more feminine, if that's your natural way of presenting yourself to the world, think about when was the last time that you were decisive? When was the last time you approached something with logic? When you showed up with confidence, when you were focused, when you were stable, when you were assertive, when you were disciplined. And you might want to go through all of those qualities and just come up with those examples in your life where you feel you've expressed those qualities, okay? Because all of those are qualities that are going to make you an amazing entrepreneur, business owner, CEO. Now, if you're a woman who is maybe has more masculine energy, because that's also something that happens. Some women have a lot of masculine energy. You want to see if you can uncover the traits of the feminine in you. So when was the last time that you were intuitive, compassionate, generous, collaborative, creative, grateful?
Now, none of this is about making you more manly, so to speak. It's all about balancing the energetic expression of yourself so you can show up with full awareness of who you are. Now, one of the observations that I have noticed is that when it comes to running coaching businesses, sometimes women are a bit more hesitant than men in charging more, charging charging a premium. So sometimes women feel that they should just charge less. And when I've coached some of our women coach, uh, coaches on this, when I've mentored them in, in the academy, here's what often comes up. One of the main things is feeling guilty or bad, thinking that because you're charging a premium, because you're asking someone to invest $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 to work with you, you might feel like you're putting that client's life in a bad place or you are going against the nurturing, compassionate side of you, like you are doing some harm to the person. And the last thing you probably want to do is hurt that person or inflict any kind of emotional pain in their lives. What I want to remind you of is that when you charge a premium, okay, when you are inviting someone to make an investment in themselves, you are inviting them to commit to their transformation, okay? You are allowing them to show up to their life in a way maybe they haven't shown up before. So it is a gift that you can offer clients to invite them to make a premium investment in themselves. And also remember that the more resourced you are as a coach, the more fully you can show up to your client. The more resourced you are, right? The more fully you can show up, the better service you can offer, the more available you will be and present you will be to your clients. And it's also important to know that your clients and your potential clients, they're not victims that you need to rescue. So if you see people as victims and you feel you are the rescuer and you need to pity them or feel bad for them, then that's where you're going to get caught up, okay? That is going to be a problem for you. So the problem isn't what you're charging. It's that you're seeing people as a victim. You're not giving them the chance to show up for their life. You're not believing in them at a time when they require your belief most. So instead of seeing someone as a victim or broken or wounded, instead start seeing your potential clients as powerful creators. And you are a coach who is witnessing a powerful creator. You are seeing a hero that you are inviting to rise to the occasion and stand for their life and their vision more than they've ever done before. This is your time as a coach to believe in them even more than maybe they believe in themselves, right? When you have these conversations with potential clients and you invite them to invest at a premium level, of course they're going to have some concerns come up. That doesn't mean that you just give up or you feel bad or you start pitying them. That's where you really do invite them to stand up for their life, to take a step forward towards this transformation that they want. This is the greatest gift you can offer them. It doesn't serve your potential clients whenever you pity them because there's no reason for you to pity them. They're not wounded. They're not broken. So another reason that sometimes um, women may struggle is because you might not identify as a woman who can experience wealth, right? So when you think about being a wealthy woman, how do you feel about having that identity, that self-concept? Because women can be wealthy. You can be wealthy. It is available to you. And as you're listening to this whole thing, you might say, yeah, I get it, but why do I even need to become wealthy? Like, why is that even important? 
Well, you don't need to become wealthy, but you are allowed to want to become wealthy. And you can do whatever you want to do with your money, right? If you want to buy designer bags and luxury cars, that's available to you. That is available to you. And if you worry about what others might think of you for acquiring wealth and for up-leveling your life and buying nice things, if you worry about other people's opinion, go listen to my episode on other people's opinion. It's, it's going to rock your world. The episode is called Other People's Opinions. So I want to end by sharing why I believe now is the best time for women to become coaches. Well, one reason is that collectively there's a shift happening in our society. The feminine is rising, okay? Our world is craving more feminine to have more balance in our world. So women have this power to really step into this highest expression of themselves and create this change and rise up and be the leaders that our society is asking for. And there's also greater demands than ever before for coaching, right? You don't have to have your entire life together. You don't need to be a superwoman or mega mom or any of these things. You don't need to have the perfect life. You just need to know how people's minds work. And that is what we teach you in the academy. One of the other reasons why it's such a great time to become a coach is because if you are looking to start a family, if you're looking to raise children or you are raising children, you have that flexibility of being able to work from home, set your own schedule, and have incredible balance in your life so you can be both available to your family and also available to your vision of your business. So ladies who are listening, I want you to know that I hear you. I hear you when you might think that it's hard to find your way in this whole entrepreneurship path when you see and hear all these other men out there that are maybe a bit aggressive or intimidating, and you might wonder where you fit in or if it's a game that you even want to play. I absolutely hear you if you have those concerns. I also question for myself whether I could fit in as a man who uh, tends to sometimes express more femininity in my way of life. So I also struggle to think, where do I fit in in this journey as an entrepreneur? But I want you to know that I'm on your side. Our whole team and our whole community is on your side. We absolutely want to see you win. We want to see you make the biggest impact that you can make as a coach and enjoy lots of wealth while doing it. It is okay for you to desire more for your life. It's okay for you to become wealthy and it's safe for you to be successful. Becoming wealthy and successful is the greatest gift that you can offer to those who you love. That's what I got on this episode on women and wealth. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.